Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hi, everybody. We're back in the open. Today, it's America and I, and we are going to talk about holding grudges. Yeah, I'm raising my hand here. That's me. This is solidly you. <laughs> like, I would love to understand how you do not hold grudges, but um, I can speak uh, to this experience. Okay, so that's really interesting because at first I was like, well, do I hold grudges? Like, what does even holding grudges look like? But you were like, you immediately knew. Yeah. For for me, the way that I think about it, it's like um, I internalize things that have happened to me or the ways in which people's actions have made me feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have felt they don't make me feel anything, but I have felt. And if those actions are done, even with like most often I think about it intentionally, like somebody does something intentionally to cause any type of harm, then I'm like, for real, like you knowingly go out of your way to do that thing. So then I remember it mm. and I could be like 75 years later, Hey, you remember that time? But only if I feel like I am being attacked or or something, you know, like it will come up. Yeah. It's interesting because it reminds me of like, just a way that someone can have control over a situation when you feel like someone hurts you, but you don't have the opportunity to be like, in that moment, call them out or address the issue. Is that why you carry it? No, no, I no, I carry it because I feel slighted in some way with intention. But if you call someone out in that moment, do you still uh hold the grudge? No. I think you're right. Yes, I think you're right. Like, I didn't have the opportunity to fully be like, hey, this was wrong for you to do whatever. Yeah. That's so funny. It's so interesting because I feel like there are a lot of moments where in in conversations, especially with people who are close to us, you can feel like what someone is saying is hurtful, but you don't realize it's hurtful or how it's hurtful until maybe later. So you don't always have the opportunity to just like say, hey, that hurt my feelings or something, you know, like, or the people that are hurting you, are they mean? Are they? I don't necessarily think they're mean. Like, I'm going to give you this, this example. Okay. Yeah. So there was a situation with a friend of mine many years ago where I went out of my way to help them in a situation. And I did it because I cared for them. And I was like, all about helping them in that moment. They were appreciative of that. But then in another situation where to me, I felt that they should have done a very similar thing, like all in, like, I'm going to help you. They were like, sorry, can't see ya, peace. And I was like, what? And I was like, I didn't want to question it, right? Like I didn't, I felt like, I don't know what's going on with you, but I would have felt that you should have reacted in this way. So then what what lives inside my head in that space is like, all right, well, if you happen to need help in another situation, I might not just be as willing yeah. to just be like, I'm going to jump right in, you know? 
Because I felt it was more one-sided. Yeah. Maybe we all hold grudges. I just never use that word. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like learning lessons. You're all like, oh, you burned me once. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. You were laughing at me when I mentioned this to you, I forgot, I think yesterday. And I was like, I I like to teach by experience. And mm-hmm. you were like, geez, yo. And I was like, but this is why, this is why that's important. Okay, let's talk about this because on the receiving end of this experience, <laughs> I feel blindsided by stuff that people in my family who kind of hold grudges. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like, dude, what you just said came out of nowhere, but I can tell you're hurt <laughs> from whatever experience you had. And now you're lashing out at me and that feels unfair. <laughs> Okay, but you're let all, me give you this but example. But it's like you're just chilling. I'm just chilling, walking around night, life, and then yeah. here comes this family member who's a grudge holder, and they just like slash your neck, and you're like, "Damn, that emotionally cut through." Like, did you mean to be so mean in that moment? But I could tell it was like they were holding on to this thing. And, it was and, a deep seated kind and of thing. Finding yeah. a moment that just was gonna feel good yeah. <laughs> to to say it to reclaim that power or whatever. So I have learned through my experience that I am very mindful with the words that I use, or I try to be as mindful with the words that I use because I know how much power they hold Mm -hmm. over my person and over somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. In this example that I'm thinking about, there was like a mini kind of back and forth, not an argument, but we were just like heatedly conversing about something. And this person said something and I was like, okay, I got it. I'm listening to you. I got it. I said, you should be mindful of the words that you're using, man, because, you know, that's serious. Yeah. And days pass, days pass. And I'm telling you, this is not a good thing. And this is just my experience. And they were like, oh, can we do this thing? And I was like, oh, no, we can't. (laughs) And they're like, why? And I was like, oh. I'm just I'm just going by what you said the other day. So I'm sticking with what you said. And they're like, oh, you're going to be like that. And I was like, I'm saying it was clear to me. I, I clearly stated to you like, hey, be mindful of the words that you're using because they have intention and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, so you're being vindictive. And I said, this isn't being vindictive. Yeah. In my in my viewpoint, right? This happens it's a lot me- in relationships, like in couples yes. relationships where yes. you bring up the past. In any relationship, I think, where you have history of any kind and it's like, hey, I'm just being clear because sometimes there can be misinterpretation. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, this is the power that exists in the in the words that you use. So if you don't want me to react in a way that is true to what you have said, yeah, then don't say it. So that's me teaching by experience. Experience. Okay. Well, I have a question for you. Like, do yeah. you feel like when you hold grudges that that helps you? Or do you feel like that's something that you're like, I really got to work on this because it's not always healthy? It's something that I have to work on. It is not a healthy thing. Why isn't it healthy? Because it sounds to me like you could also see it from an empowerment lens. You're like, I'm trying to figure out when I can have my voice. I'm speaking out about the things that hurt me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm framing boundaries for people. You know, like what's what is what makes it not healthy? I think it can be both. But if you hold on to the grudge and not truly understand 
why it is that you are holding on and you're like popping it into this little basket that you're like, oh, look, look at all the little grudges I have, you know, like (laughs) kind of enjoying it. Then that it can be very damaging to your like emotional well-being because you're all consistently Mm. like, oh, you remember when that person hurt you? You remember when that person said this thing? And that's not where I'm at. I'm more on the side of I've seen how words and actions can impact the lives of people. So I'm going to try to push others that are around me to that same kind of point of reference to be like, dude, let's, let's think about this more Mm -hmm. calmly, clearly. So it's a good thing as well. I, that's, it does. It reminds me of when we talk about how <laughs> I love that you describe it as a little bag of grudges because you can only collect so many grudges and shove them in your bag. But I talk about, yeah, collecting problems or collecting stress and um, just like shoving it into your bag so you're so wound tight mm-hmm. that that you um, explode if somebody just like assaults you or whatever. Like you're like, boom, you know, like I certainly feel that way. But to me, mm-hmm. the intentionality of your grudge holding sounds like is a little more controlled. Like you're like, I'm collecting my grudges and then it's like a bag of marbles. I'm like in this moment, oh yeah, pull out that marble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which is, but you you also said you find some pleasure in it. Like, and I think there is an element of that. Like people who hold grudges, that's why I said the word control. Cause I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, when we hold grudges, it's our way to kind of reclaim power yeah. and control over a situation that feels out of control. And, uh, to, and I don't, I don't know if I'm making. No, I'm no, no. I think that's but. a very good way to see it because. In many ways, it makes me giddy, right? And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to bring this back because you have no idea how deeply wounding something like this could be. And not just for me, like I'm talking about other people as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I remember, it, you know, there's so many situations that come to mind for me, right? Where <laughs> um, a really good friend of mine was hurt by another person, right? Mm. And this person was loosely connected to me. And then I was, and they came to me and were like, the, the other person, not my friend. And they were like, yeah, you know, like trying to talk about my friend to me. And I was like, no, don't do that. This is not a safe space for you to come and vent about my friend because I know from her all the stuff that's happened. And even if it may be different from your perspective, I have to protect my friend. And so in that moment, it was very clear that this person had no qualms about, you know, talking BS about a person. And, but I, I keep that in mind because I was like, I'm never going to be able to go to this individual and be like, hey, I'm going to talk about X thing and believe that there's going to be trust there. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a way of categorizing safety. Yeah. It's a, it's in a, relationships. Yeah. yeah. It serves a purpose, I think, for me, but it also can be detrimental because you can definitely go into that space where you're just like, you know, I'm really looking at my little bag of marbles and enjoyed it. But, you know, what's surprising to me is how you're like, no, I'm not a grudge holder. And I'm like, really? Are you sure about that? Because if I, if you talk to my friends, they will definitely be like, hey, is America a grudge holder? They'll be like, hells yes. They know it. And if I say to them, are you guys grudge holders? They'd be like, 
now we can learn to let things go. Yeah. That's the opposite side, right? Like, I just let it go. I, I let it flow. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you do that? Teach me your ways because I would just love <laughs> to let things go. I feel like I just don't remember things half the time. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Sometimes like, oh, you, I need a person like you in my life because I think that my husband is kind of that person for me. And I have people in my life who have that fight and spirit. <laughs> Yeah. they'll stand up for me sometimes before I stand up for myself and he'll be like why are you talking to that person that person you shouldn't mm-hmm. talk to that person I'm like I don't know why shouldn't I talk to that person y- yes <laughs> I'm like I, I have been that about? person yeah you know so it's a protective factor you know yes it weighs you down you carry that weight that responsibility and probably if you have a lot of grudges you need to hold on to that that bag's too heavy um, but the alternative might be that you don't stand up for yourself mm-hmm. or you let things go too much. You know, I've definitely st- wondered about that. Like the opposite is just to let go of all transgressions and to just be a punching bag or a doormat. Like I've spent large swaths of my therapeutic years asking why I'm basically a life doormat. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask for anything. Do everything for everyone, you know. It's like I, I, it, the idea to stand up for myself is like frightening and maybe I need to hold more grudges so that I can have a more sensible understanding of, I don't know, like healthy relationships. <laughs> but you know, this is what, this is where it's different though. Well, Cause we talk about boundaries and I've been in situations where I'll do something that I didn't want to do and I could hold a grudge about it. But I don't, and I and I have spoken up, so I feel like at some limit. So I'm like, I'm really trying to process through and try to understand, like, what, what, why is there such a strong visceral reaction between like you, who you know holds grudges, and that real difference between like the rest, the other people in your life, who are like, oh, I, we don't, we let it go. There's a thing of it, right? Like, there's a yeah, there's some stickiness there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to explain this because when you talk, I can visualize some people that are really close to me and I'm just like, Oh my God, why do you guys think this way and not my way? But I can tell <laughs> you why. You <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to call it like a relaxed attitude, like, and it's not relaxed. Like, I don't care. No, it's a relaxed attitude where you're just like, this is not going to make any major difference in my life. I'm going to let it be. Oh my gosh. That's it. Yes. Oh, Okay. Versus where, you can't let it go. Yes. Where, you know, I'm just oh. like, nah, yo, I have to be able to have you understand why this is important. And if I can't do it right now, this is where the control thing is coming. Cause you're, you're mentioning that that's where the control exists. I'm going to make it known to you in some other way in the future. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. Now I see yeah. it. Yeah, that is okay. That's interesting. That is an element of grudge. Uh, the The qualities that help you become a grudge holder. I have people in my life who are like that, like something about the relationship they have with someone. They just cannot not judge. The, I mean, I call it judge, judging that person. But you're not just judging that person. You're saying you're a hurtful human being and I cannot let that go. Like I like in this moment, your actions are hurtful. Yeah. You're not seeing it. You're not able to capture it. But I'm going to let you see how this comes up again. 
versus I am I feel it like it's like conf I'm a conflict avoidant person. So I don't yeah. like bringing up those things because I'm just like they're not going to change like uh-huh. why do we need to address this? Just get along see, to get along. <laughs> this is why we're so like we vibe so well cuz when you say that I'm just like no. I do not accept the fact that people cannot change. I believe that people can change. I change. So why can't you change? And the only reason that comes to mind is like, you haven't gotten to a place where you think that this is something that has to change. Or or those people don't matter to me. So I'm like, why why do you want to put so much investment of your suffering into changing or fixing this person who is not going to change? Like, do you actually feel like when you say the words you say that they impact people? Yeah. I think that's powerful, right? Like, maybe that's what has been learned for you. It's like you've seen when you have a voice and you call people out, they respond. Yeah. Whereas I don't practice that muscle enough, so I don't see the strength in it, you know, even though it comes with a cost for you. Yeah. But now I understand the people who are like that more because I'm like, okay, Because I do. There are a lot of parallels. They see the power of change and they are like, I feel like I need to invest in changing you, even though I also don't like you as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can let some things go that, you know, it's like it's not it's not going to change. It's not worth the effort right now in this moment to like engage with this. Yeah. But if it continuously comes up in various ways in different relationships that I have or one specific relationship and it's like consistent it's like okay dude that's it like you gotta pay attention to what's happening here because I am not making this up like it's not just in my head yeah yeah well is there some point where you have said your words and the people that you've held grudges with they don't change and then you do have to let it go and do you do you carry the big grudges or do you eventually let them go because um, I will I will create a, a bigger safety barrier and not have that person around me as much because mm. I feel like they are not responding in a in a in a good way in a good emotional way to me right so I see. yeah it like the grudge could get bigger but for me then it's like it it's not it's not worth it to carry this bigger grudge it's easier for me to be like i'm sorry dude like i don't i don't want to hang out with you i don't want to yeah i don't want to have conversations with you this is one-sided yeah so i'm all right with you not existing in my world that makes a lot of sense like so you're you say you know what i know the way that i am and i'm i just have to put this this boundary between us so that it doesn't get worse because you're not a healthy person and I think that's hard if if the person is in your family and you can't avoid that. Mm-hmm. How do you totally. set boundaries up around family so that you don't uh, pick up bigger grudges? I engage less. Mm. For me, because I come from a very large family, we have, you know, large gatherings and everybody kind of knows your business or whatever. Yeah. They may know my business, but it's not for me, you know, like maybe they've heard it from my auntie or my mom or something, but it's not coming from my mouth and me sitting down with you and having a conversation and we're chit-chatting. No, that's, you know, yeah, because that space is not allowed. Yeah. No, that's exactly what happens. I think that people who 
process information the way you do, yeah. So the alternative is that you have to be in the space, but you have to withdraw versus yeah. I feel like I could be in that space and sit with people. And people are like, why do you want to sit or be in the same space with that person? I'm just like, I don't know. This is the choice I made, you know, but, and no, that's so interesting. It totally plays out that way. <laughs> you know, what's funny though, with the, with, when, when I see it from the other side, because for me, that's, that's really important in everything that I try to, to do to get better at just managing my emotions and stuff, putting myself into the other person's shoes, right? Where you were talking about how, like, maybe you don't remember stuff, right? And it just doesn't stick. And you start talking to people again. And then like your hubby is like, hey, man, why are you talking to them? Don't you remember? And you're like, no. <laughs> I've had the same thing where I'm like, do you not remember how they treated you last time? And then they're like, oh, no, nah, but that was just one time. And I'm like, okay, I roll. Let's think that it's only going to be that one time because that one time was, uh, you know, previously uh, seven times before, but that's okay. <laughs> you need to see that because obviously you're missing it. So where you're talking about like being in this, in this space with somebody. And, and it's funny because this has come up recently. It just made me think about it where I, for a long time already have already made a clear delineation saying like this person means zero to me. I don't have any communication if I have to see them, I am respectful because in our culture, you have to be, you know, you mm -hmm. say hello, whatever. No further conversation beyond that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then this individual, um, the close person to me was like, oh, my God, they didn't even say hi to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, yeah, how can they be so rude? And I was like, you know, in my experience, that's only been the exact experience that I've had for 20 plus years. So I don't know why you're surprised, but hey, maybe it's different for you. And then they were like, no, they treat me differently because I'm X person. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter. They're still the same person that they are and how they treat people. So this, um, this close friend of mine was just like, kind of taken aback that the same experience that I had had that was like completely oblivious, they were oblivious to it in all of these years. They were like, oh my God, it's happening to me now. And I was like, oh my God, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you live in that experience. And I'm just going to sit here and be quiet because I've seen it all. And later, I'm talking about weeks later, my friend is like, you know, I was thinking about this situation they were really rude, you know, this other person. I was like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I know that you thought that they were your friend or whatever for a very long time. And they're like, yeah, but I don't even know what to do. And so, you know, for me, I could have been like, X them out of your life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was very, you know, thoughtful. And I was just like, you know, if they have any meaning for you in your life and you think that they are worth engaging in a conversation, then you should do that. Mm -hmm. But if not, it's up to you, you know? So I have a question. Do you, yeah. do you feel like the intention of the person who hurt you matters or is it just the outcome? Like, does it no, matter? No, the intention matters. Okay. So, yeah. so if somebody hurts you, but you can tell they're a little like 
in the air. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, do you forgive those people? Do you hold grudges against those kind of actions? Or do you, you especially hold them if you're like, oh, you're insidious. Like, you're not cool. Yeah. The, the ditzy, like, eh, I didn't even realize. And it's like, okay, fine. You're forgiven because you, you don't even know what's happening. So fine. <laughs> the other side of it is that kind of pointed interaction and it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say these things for whatever reason that they feel they need to right and it's like got it captured in the bank now (laughs) do would you also describe yourself as petty yeah i can be do you think those two things are connected a little bit yes (laughs) totally like you can definitely it's like the the scale right you can be like a little petty down here and then you're like you're building up to getting like to this place of like I've reached grudge level. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. it's you don't sound like you're suffering a whole lot as, as no, a grudge holder. There's this there it do keep coming back to their and and this is true for every grudge holder I know. They don't like I I I love the conversation because when you look up stuff about grudges, all the stuff on the websites is like, you got to get rid of your grudge holding or don't be a grudge holder. I'm like, there's a lot of power in grudge holding. You know, I can sense it in your voice. You don't see this as totally just a thing you got to get rid of. It also gives you a lot of strength and perspective. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely see both sides of it, babe. Um, I really do believe if you let the grudges override any positive emotion that's that's you sliding downhill you know Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you're only going to get into the muck if you go in that space yeah but if if you can stay above all that and just be like i'm going to be mindful of these things and this is how i think about it it's i'm being mindful of these things and i have them present for me Mm -hmm. i joke about it you know be like i could tell you what happened in 1776 and i'd be like yo you know you remember that time you said that thing but um, I think you have to be more intentional about how you how you go about processing all of these issues yeah. so that it's not a burden mm-hmm. and it's also not detrimental to your growth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you ask for refunds? <laughs> um, like if you feel like a company slights you. Will you be like, yeah, you need to give me some money back because that experience was horrible. Sometimes. But I will, I, I will definitely, and I, and I experience, I'm experiencing this now because I was in a car accident and like, there's all this stuff with my car and it's like, no, 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 no. You give me quality work because your name is on it. So I'm going to push you to give me the work that you say is a hundred percent. And when I see it, it's at 70. No, not allowed not permitted. So I do advocate for myself and for others. Ah, there's an element of that, that maybe that what quality allows you to stand up for yourself is tied to what you describe as grudge holding. I recently had a situation where a company really did me wrong. And at one point in the conversation, the company literally said, oh, we will have a discussion to like compensate you for the the trouble that we've put you through. And I talked them out of the compensation. <laughs> and 
my husband was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, go get that money. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I just want the thing. Like, I just, I don't, you know? Let me, so you say that and I can tell you that and because I've known you for so many years now that you do that. Like, because you don't want people to feel uncomfortable, you will take on their discomfort because it's uncomfortable for you to see them in discomfort and be like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll take it. I'll take your baggage. I'll take it all. Give it to me. Give it to me. And then you're like, the other person's kind of taken aback because I've seen this interaction. That's hilarious that you're saying that. And, and they're like, no, we're going to give you these things. And you're like, no, no, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't worry about it. I'll fix it. And you're, and I've been on the other side. So I can totally understand your husband and be like, no, dude, shut up. Yeah. Let them give you what they want. Yeah. Grudge, it's so, that's true. So grudge holding is tied to comfort, claiming space, you know, yeah. Being, yeah. being, and it's a spectrum, right? Like there are people who can be like hardcore grudge holding. It sounds like you've really worked through how to fa find balance so that you can maintain the positive aspects of grudge holding without it overwhelming you or causing you suffering. I need to learn more grudge holding, apparently still. Because <laughs> I need to get my money. What's funny is that in situations where people feel slighted in any way, yeah, with a company, with, a, with any interaction like this, they'll be like, call America. And I'm like, tell me what happened. And I feel like I... I have no qualms in being just like, no, no, no. I'm going to lay this out for you, man, logically. And yeah. you explain to me how you are interpreting it differently because I believe that this is the way that it should be based on what you have said. Yeah. And what most often happens is people are like, oh, we didn't realize that there were these hiccups. And it's like, yeah, hiccups created by you, not by me. I'm only the one on the receiving end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this, man, to like end today's session. If you've never considered yourself to be a grudge holder, I would, I would ask you to think about that and see why that is. Do you let things go so often? And like, for me, like you said, it relates to power, being able to say what I need to say and feel heard. So if you're not advocating for yourself, if you're not creating safe space for yourself, why? And if you're on the other side of that, on farther down the spectrum, and you're kind of where I'm at, and you're just like, no, I remember that time you said that thing. <laughs> then, you know, you got to also think, is that a good thing for me? Is that helping me? Yeah. If it is, how? If it isn't, let's work on it. Do better. Yeah. I love the nuance for today. The thing I'm really pulling out from this is in my brain, sometimes I do too much like black or white thinking, like grudge holding is bad it's not good. But you're like, no, in this conversation, I'm like, the gray, the elements that come along with holding a grudge, holding accountability, like, there, that's the nuance of that experience. And it's, there's, there's a lot of good there. I have to think about now I'm like, oh my gosh, I should hold more grudges. And there's, that's a thing too, right? Like, I, I would find it hard to say, oh, I'm going to hold people accountable. 
But I'm like, but to say, oh, maybe I should hold a grudge. Like maybe I should be thinking about protecting myself. That's easier for me to think about than being like, oh, I'm going to hold people accountable. Yeah. And I'm like, and you're right. Like, yes, I should hold more grudges. I'm going to be a (laughs) grudge holder. I am ready. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to practice it. I have to work on my memory though, because yeah, I will literally not be able to remember. Yeah. Maybe that's part of anxiety too. It's just like, I'm so, I'm in my head. I don't even notice when people are doing things to me because I'm literally not, I'm like not in their presence. Yeah. I think it's also a a safety mechanism. You know, it's like the stuff that doesn't feel good, you automatically kind of push out because it's not, it's not good for you. I like. I really did like this conversation. It was fun. Grudge holders. Grudge holders. (laughs) I love it. Keep on fighting. (laughs) Bye. Bye.